G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's uh, always encouraging to me and I think worthy of special honour when award-winning musicians decide to devote their gifts and talents to serving God. Well, Aussie singer and entertainer Colin Buchanan has been making waves with his latest release and it's called uh, Colin Buchanan's Old Testament Sing-Along. What an amazing career Colin Buchanan has had. He won 10 Golden Guitar Australian Country Music Awards back in the 1990s primarily. He was also nominated for four arias. You might even know that the latest arias were on TV last night. And so many of us will remember Colin Buchanan as a regular presenter on ABC Television's Play School in the 1990s. Well, since the mid-1990s, Colin Buchanan has devoted much of his time to producing Christian albums. In particular, his children's albums are popular, not only here in Australia, but in the UK and also parts of the United States. His latest album is his 27th children's album. It's Colin Buchanan's Old Testament sing-along, and our pleasure today, Colin Buchanan is joining us. Colin, welcome along to 2020. Neil, thank you so much. Hello, listeners, and my official apology for uh, holding things up there. It's uh, you, you throw a musician into the mix and something, you know, something's bound to go a little bit astray. But uh, you, you've, we found our way back uh, by God's grace, which is great. Okay, and, uh, you know, sometimes musicians need someone to be like a handler. Do you think that sometimes <laughs> is the case? You know, well, I, I do have... <laughs> yeah, I've got a cliche. It's uh, get. I think we need to get a grown-up involved. <laughs> okay. Hey, when we talk grown-ups, uh, your your music has a certain uh, dimension to it, which is worthy of us chatting about early in our conversation. Because we talk about kids' music for grown-ups and grown-up music for kids, and you seem to have struck a wonderful balance on that. Well, it's, it's an interesting thought, and, and that, that thought did come to mind. Probably the new album particularly, uh, you know, pu- pushes a little more into, um, you know, some of those uh, what you might call grown-up areas. But, uh, I mean, and that's just in terms of tone and, and playfulness, um, but also in terms of, of theme and theology, if you like. But um, children do constantly surprise me um, by their attraction to songs that I might not think are, you know, right up a, a child's alley. You might think, oh, it's just not simple enough or it's it's a little too complex. But um, so, so children do surprise me, but I've always been conscious right from the first album that was Remember the Lord, which was uh, 25 years ago next year, um, that, that, you know, that's a, you're dealing with truth. So in, in a sense, you're like a pediatrician. Um, you, you study real medicine to, to, to look after kids. And I feel like you've got to have your chops together for theologically uh, and biblically to deal with kids. So there's no, there's no sort of light, 
version diet theology for kids i don't think and um and i'm conscious too that that the parents are, are listening in as well and um so you know things the truths need to sort of prove themselves to be true in um and substantial and the way that they're being stated need to be truthful and um i think the other thing that's become evident over the last 25 years which i, I sort of knew it anyway but that's that kids grow up and uh what could be worse than to sing a Christian song when you're a child only to find when you're older that that song, the truths in that song, not necessarily the song itself, you know, the, the, the plate and the knives and forks, but the meal itself was found wanting, you know. I, and I think that's something I've really always wanted to, uh, if, if you like, I've wanted to eat the meal myself <laughs> Well, sometimes... Oh, what an awful analogy. I'm eating the meal before I serve it up. But you know what? I think you know what I'm saying. Well, we underestimate what our kids can understand. And what you're saying is the truths that you include in a children's song will stay with them way beyond just this catchy melody that kids can sing along with. Now, you've got four grown-up kids of your own. I don't know if you're a grandparent yet, but when you've got kids of your own, no doubt, and over this past 25 years, you've had a wonderful way to road test the songs before they actually make their way onto an album. Uh, you can you can test your songs, find out if they work before you even record them. Yeah, that's right, and it's and it has been fun. You know, it got a little more challenging as they got bigger. Oh well, actually, no, that's not altogether true because. Um, They've got a wonderful sensibility and, and, you know, by God's grace, they're all walking with the Lord. So they really understand what it is that I'm seeking to do with my music. So I love bringing, you know, re- recording some demos and and uh, and I'll send them through to uh, to my kids, um, you know, and, and they'll have a listen and, and uh, you know, make suggestions or say which ones they particularly enjoy. So that's lovely. And uh, four weeks ago, we uh, sorry, four months ago, Whoops! Uh, we did have our first uh, grandchild. Congratulations! And, uh, so we, yeah, we're very thank you. So we're very excited about that. So um, uh, and already it's really quite uh, quite lovely. I've seen the generational turn of my music because it's I've been doing it for some time. But to actually see it firsthand, where my daughter said, "Oh, you know, there's a, there's a time when we've just putting on. Uh, see, there's some songs that I'm putting on." and singing along to him and he's really uh, little Finley is really uh, sort of intrigued by the music and she's singing along and I think oh what a what a delight some of those albums Laura sang on you know which is really beautiful well you've got a whole new generation now to test road test those songs for a new generation <laughs> hey Colin I don't want to only talk while we've got this wonderful privilege to have you on the radio with us today and I'm pretty sure our connection is good enough for you to pick up your guitar and sing us a song or two live so you might have a song that's coming to mind something that is a priority something off the new album why don't you take <laughs> us away with uh, with one of your one of your new songs well why don't I do one which is uh, I found that this song has had a bit of um uh, a response from kids they like the roar so if there was some children listening they could roar at the right place and uh, it's called Wise Like King Solomon and it mentions a whole bunch of these Old Testament characters so I'll, I'll have a crack here we go I want to be wise like King Solomon love you like King David I want to be brave like Daniel in the lion's den now 
Oh, to be courageous like Joshua, faithful like Ruth. Oh Lord, I want to love you like them. I want to follow in the footsteps of the faithful like Esther, Isaiah and Joel. I want to walk with the Lord God Almighty, pressing on to the heavenly goal. I want to be wise like King Solomon, ready love you like King David. Here we go. I want to be brave like Daniel in the lion's den. Rawr! I want to be courageous like Joshua, faithful like Ruth. Oh Lord, I want to love you like them. I want to stand with the upright and holy like God and not man. I want to be wise like King Solomon, love you like King David. Ready? I want to be brave like Daniel in the lion's den. Rawr! I want to be courageous like Joshua, faithful like Ruth. Oh Lord, I want to love you like them. and wiser is Jesus our Savior. Oh Lord, I want to love you like Him. Okay, we've got a limited round of applause, but I'm sure listeners all over Australia are applauding right now and and recognising, Colin, just the catchiness of a really powerful lyric and the effect that it can have on children. Now, interestingly, you cut your teeth in country music. I mentioned in the introduction you've won 10 Golden Guitar Country Music Awards and you sort of left the country scene aside to pursue your children's Christian music. What's the connection here between those country roots and uh, and moving into recording gospel music? Well, it's you know, what's interesting is I... I I never pursued music. I mean, music was part of and is part of, um, you know, Christian community. And it's a beautiful part of Christian community. It's something that uh, I think we, we all across Australia in one way or another are missing. Certainly in New South Wales, we've not had the chance to sing corporately together for some months. And that's um, that's a great loss. So I... I um, you know, music and and kids ministry and youth group. Uh, as I was growing up, that it was sort of almost inevitable. You know, I, I learned the guitar, <laughs> and um, and that became sort of a stock and trade. I taught in a Christian school and was was making up songs and memory verses. You know, as I as I taught there, I was teaching a year three class, and um, and then my wife and I went to live in Burke at Cornerstone Community in in 1988, and that was really a decision to in a nutshell seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness we wanted to take some time aside and and feed our faith 
and um, and I started writing songs about the bush. It was really just my journal out there, and uh, I loved. I've always loved singer songwriters. I loved people who can put stories and faces and places, and um, and and you know paint pictures with their songs. And so I, I aspired to that, and I started writing those songs and. Um, and that gave me the opportunity to get into, I mean, this is in the short version. Um, not many people go to Burke to get into music. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, the Lord opened the doors to get into music. So, you know, I, I've loved recording country music over the years. Um, I've loved collaborating. And that's something, actually, as I've gone quiet on my, my artist career, if you like, I've continued to collaborate um, in, with songwriting, with the likes of Lee Kernigan and Troy Cassadaly and others. So I've had a, this nice uh, means of staying connected to the industry, I suppose. Um, but it also, just making those albums taught me how to make music, gave me contact with musicians. And so I, uh, I was really excited, uh, you know, to be able to sort of combine those two things, the love of kids' ministry and writing songs that were useful to teach and and having this sort of professional connection to music and i think that's one of the things i mean the love of lyric too is really important you know you've got to work out what you're going to say and how you're going to say it and what you're not going to say which is one of the hard things of in songwriting as well um it's great to yeah be connected to to players and to engineers recording engineers and so forth so you can create a, a you know an album that really stands up musically and professionally and it's been part of the i think that has made it a, a challenge and a real reward that's given me longevity and i think it gives the albums real listenability that um that i think they're you know they're thoughtfully played and and produced i think and um but then again, the lyrical challenge continues to be a wonderful, uh, you know, it's, I, I love that process. I listen to an album, I read a book, and, and then I, it's time to get distilling, you know, and thinking, how do I distill what I'm learning down for children? And, um, and that's a really, you know, that's a wonderful process as well. Well, we love your children's albums. And when it comes to country music, uh, the interesting thing about the country music industry is that uh, you're never too old for a comeback. So there might even be a future uh, for you in Australian country music too. Hey, let's uh, talk about another really significant element that has shaped you over the years. And that is those years that you spent as a regular presenter on the ABC television play school. And I said to my grown-up children, I'm a similar vintage to you, I said to some some of our children were visiting us uh, just last week, I said, oh, I'm going to have Colin Buchanan on. They instantly recognised you because they were exposed to you as a play school presenter. And you must get all sorts of people stopping you on the street and saying, aren't you Colin Buchanan? Does that happen today? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the Colin that was on play school, uh, you know, just it wasn't wasn't starting to go grey. And uh, the Colin of now has just got, got uh, well, let's call it silver. In fact, I wrote a song, I can't remember how it goes, but uh, it's 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 called let's call it silver not gray <laughs> and um uh but it is interestingly it's my voice that uh i find is is a recognizable feature i'll just be chatting because i'm a bit of a chatter i picked that up from my dad um you know just chatting to people at the supermarket or whatever and there'll be this sudden sort of look of recognition and uh i think that Colin, we'll interrupt, I'll interrupt you here because we're about to break for news. Hey, Colin, if we're talking about your good music and parents, 
this idea of connecting parents who might not be particularly musically minded having the ability to sing along with their kids. I imagine you don't encourage people just to put the CD on or play the uh, tracks for kids, but you want parents to sing along, don't you? <laughs> yes, I've always imagined, Neil, that, uh, uh, that people are, you know, the parents are splashed by the uh, by this you know you throw the throw the rock in the river and uh, the kids are splashed in, with the with the content but the parents are driving the cars and uh, and they get splashed with it as well and uh, it's almost like you know uh, well I, I love that parents sort of feel that invitation to sing along in fact a little a little secret of uh, just a technical secret of the albums is that um, a few years ago I, I realized if I record a unison group of grown-ups, uh, you may not really hear them a lot of the time on the album, but then I get kids in and they sing along as well. And so there's actually there's actually a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of voices singing along in choruses and things like that of my albums. And I think that, uh, I like to say to those people, "You're the invitation to sing along." And um, so I, I I do love that you know there's a sort of infectious sing alongness of it. But I also um, I'm really interested by you know parents will say. Oh, we we're driving along, and and my my child asked a question about you know what what we were singing, and suddenly with me singing along, I was thinking, wow, I've really got to think this through, and um, so it was a real conduit to you know parents communicating the truth with kids, and uh, I mean I know as a parent sometimes you can feel like just where you start in terms of communicating your faith is a bit of a a bit of a challenge maybe um but music is a very disarming uh part of that and i i mean it's why i've had a real heart to make sure there's content to to you know like substantial content to uh what what i've created because those things become real talking points and and launching pads for i think really important um discussions with kids and really important just you know sometimes the kids will say no no god's watching his children remember the song says it we got to remember the lord you know and <laughs> kids will become the the conduit to truth and um and i think very often it's those simple truths that they're, they're the ones that we need to you know walk with and walk in throughout our lives i imagine that given this is your 27th children's album the earlier albums you might have taken a little extra time to say uh, am i producing something of a theme here that will take children in a certain direction but by the time you get to album 27 you're saying oh let's do uh let's do old testament sing-along well you're just putting together all your best material and and just putting it out there but there is a certain sense in which there is that theme from the Old Testament. And, uh, you know, as you're singing songs about Daniel and Ruth and, you know, roaring and those sorts of things, they become something that reflects something that we might pick up from an Old Testament theme as we contemplate those things that happened in Old Testament times. And these are the things that capture children's hearts and alert them to the fact that there are all these wonderful stories, Colin. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's interesting. Someone did ask me, they said, oh, an Old Testament album, you know, I've, I've heard people say, oh, I'm more a New Testament uh, Christian than an Old Testament. I, I haven't heard anyone say that to me, but uh, uh, it, I guess they were saying, oh, you know, it's it, there's a sense in which the Old Testament um, is a little like the incomplete movie if you like you know it's 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 the curtain raiser to the new covenant you know and so much of 
uh, the Old Testament is, is, I mean, it's one thing that I heard a preacher say once, Dale Ralph Davis, who's a great preacher and a great Old Testament scholar, um, said, sort of chided the congregation and said, the, and I was there and I remember him saying, it, the, the God of grace is the God of the Old Testament as much as he is the God of the new. And um, so grace is this wonderful theme that, that runs through um, the entire Old Testament. And yet the Old Covenant was just, there's this building anticipation of oh, this needs to be solved. And it's in the end, it's solved by by Jesus, by the cross, by faith um, in Him, and uh, but the story of faith starts way back in Abraham, as we read. So, so there's there's three songs on the album about um, uh, about Abraham because I wanted I wanted to take some of the mystery out of the Old Testament because those stories are amazing, but uh, sometimes it can just feel a little like well, there's lots of stories, and there, I mean, one of the one of the songs says there is a lot of war in here, you know, um, but you know. There's, these stories are full of the imperfections of um, of people and the grace of God working through those things. So I, I've loved singing about it. Well, look, one of those songs, all of these songs are new except uh, there's a couple of old standards and one is Father Abraham had many sons. You know, uh, we, well, that's the old way of doing it. But uh, I, I decided Father Abraham, that song was ready for a bit of a rework. Father Abraham had lots of kids. Lots of kids said Father Abraham For the righteousness that is by faith Comes to all who trust the Lord Right arm And then, you know, off we go with this <laughs> yeah. We won't we won't do the actions now, Neil I know, no, you're, you're looking puffed already, mate <laughs> It could be tiring Hey, and when, and when someone says You know, I'm a New Testament type of guy Or, or, or a mum or dad uh, Well, you can always point to the fact that Just a few years ago You had your New Testament sing-along So it's already out there uh, There already is a New Testament sing-along You can put the two together and have an old and new But that's yeah. interesting Father Abraham had many sons And so many listeners now will have experienced that even in their own early years of their christian walk and a lot of sunday schools no doubt still sing that older version so having a revamped version of a song that is so popular that's got to be a, a real hit too <laughs> well I've, I've pushed it into you know faith like i say there's 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 sort of an, an abraham trilogy but it's it's again that thought that the god of grace that this is the the unfolding revelation of god through the old testament and it's it's exciting i mean it's it's wonderful to see faith in action i mentioned ruth in the other song and we're currently studying ruth at church so we're working through the book of ruth and um it's um it's such a surprising book because Ruth is a Midianite, and uh, the stories of Midianites worshiping false gods and incredible violence and um, the, just horror of the disobedience and the of of the Midianite people, and then suddenly here's Ruth, a Midianite, and she gets entwined in the family of Boaz and Naomi, and then at the end of uh, the book of Ruth, we find out that she's King David's great-great-grandmother. Is that right? Great-grandmother? Uh, I, I don't know how many greats you have in there, but there's <laughs> there's quite a few generations between. But you're absolutely right. And, you know, this is one of those fascinating things. And when you say the Old Testament is full of wars and there's a lot of flawed individuals in there, those are not the things we're highlighting for kids, but then those are the things that we ought to be thinking about as adults 
we want to shield our kids from those things and at the same time remember that those were wonderful people because, you know, you were singing about Daniel a little earlier. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, there's other friends that Daniel had, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Well, uh, what we're talking about when we tell those stories of Daniel in the lion's den, what we're talking about here, the adult version is, in this moment, Daniel was being executed by the king. And uh, those are really, really difficult things. And sometimes we have difficulty as parents getting around that. But we recognize that there are beautiful virtues in Daniel's reaction and his faith in God when he's in the lion's den. And you've been able to capture some of those beautiful dimensions for children. And so this faith foundation that gets laid in a children's heart when they hear your songs, this has got to be something that is particularly uh, very, very good. The idea of being creative in capturing children's hearts. What are your thoughts here about parents that need to be as creative as you've been? <laughs> well, that's right. And, I mean, we're all, we're all very different. And, uh, and I, there's a sense in which, we, we, you know, we stand at the, on the shoulders of those who've gone before. We learn to be parents by, I think, some of the bad examples we've seen and we think well I don't want to do that and and often many of the good examples that we've seen and it's really important to I think be yourself in in your parenting and um, you know it's great to have resources that might help with that but um, you know I just I, I remember uh, a friend talking about how he needed to apologize to his daughter at one stage he'd done something and he and uh, and she was just a young girl and it wasn't a he just got a bit cross when she'd come in the door and embarrassed her in front of her friends or something like that. It, was, it wasn't a huge thing. But he talked about how living a forgiven life before God means that you need to live a, a life of forgiveness and of seeking forgiveness. And that's, as parents, you don't sort of stand above your children and almost above this faith that you're somehow trying to sort of drip down to them from, from on high. But you just live it out. And... Uh, and the you know the the Old Testament story, the New Testament story, you know it's surprising how many of the heroes of the faith, uh, as we'd call them, the, the I mean in Hebrews eleven where it says we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses and the whole by faith and there's amazing characters in there, but there's a, there's a lot of flawed characters in that uh, uh, you know that they, the who've been embraced by the grace of God. And um, so faith is something that's demonstrated in, in, in our lives. And I think we, we live a flawed life before our children. But I think if we live a, a life of faith, trusting in forgiveness, it's a really very powerful thing. And um, yeah, kids can see the authenticity of that. Colin, let's talk about some of the song titles you have on this latest album, your Old Testament sing-along. You've got songs about Mr. Noah. You mentioned you've got three or so uh, devoted around Abraham. Uh, you've got one called Who's Going to Be a Caleb. Uh, what are your favourites on the album? Now, there's, there's lots of songs on there. Give us your, give us your favourites. Well, actually, I like who's going to be a Caleb because uh, there are ve there are very few. Uh, Caleb was an offsider of um, you know of Moses and then of Joshua, and uh, you know we're aware of Moses had his moments, um, but Caleb is one of these characters who who's pretty much gets the thumbs up all the way, and so is Joshua. You know, he's interesting, whereas King David is not so much. So, so I thought, well, Caleb was a courageous man, and. Um, and trusting God is the is the is the key. And I think sometimes you can turn the Old Testament into a sort of a moral tale, and uh, and and all we can learn from it is just 
be be brave like David or brave like Caleb, or you can turn it into a sort of uh, you know uh, we're waiting for Jesus, we're waiting for Jesus, and we can sort of take the morality out of it. So I so I did have a little crack at the Caleb. Do you want to, I'll, I'll give yes. you a crack. Who's gonna be a Caleb? Who's gonna make a stand? Who's gonna be a Caleb when there's giants in the land? Ready for battle? God at his word Who's gonna be a Caleb Stand up for the Lord Well Moses hit the promised land And he sent in the spies Who came back with their stories Of these huge jimongous guys But Caleb was courageous He didn't run and hide We can snap Giants, because God is on our side. Who's gonna be a Caleb? Who's gonna make a stand? Who's gonna be a Caleb when there's giants in the land? Ready for battle to take God at his word? Who's gonna be a Caleb? Stand up for the Lord. Who's gonna be a Caleb? Colin Buchanan, and we're talking about songs on Colin's latest album. Hey, Colin, you know, there's a certain void, isn't there, in a generation that missed Sunday school. I suspect uh, you had a wonderful Sunday school experience, and you've obviously you deal with uh, churches uh, in some sense all around the world, and, and there is a wonderful thing that happens when children are exposed to these sorts of songs in a Sunday school environment, but these days... Parents don't send their children to a Sunday school in that sense, and so there is a there's a void, isn't there? What are your thoughts for the fact that if you're going to reach children and shape children, shape their understanding, their worldview, that you've got to have songs like the songs that you're producing? Give us some thoughts here on this this current generation that might be missing some of these things. Yes, it's um, I mean it's just interesting that that step by step walking through. The Bible, the stories of the Bible, the, you know, the gospel story is something that Sunday school was was uh, a you know a big part of in in many of our generation, I'm sure. And um, so it's 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 a little alarming on the one hand that um, that that kids would have no real input about those things, and so you know, music is ca- can be a great way to um, to connect to you know those stories to kids, and uh, and I love you know. I think it's it's really interesting over 25 years of writing songs there's there's truths here there's a story there there's there's um a sort of celebration or just a statement of uh in another song and I and I've never even this album I haven't tried to um do the definitive Old Testament album you know some song, some stories are in there and some stories aren't and I, I let you know the way I encountered those stories over the years in fact um, de- determine how I you know whether or not those stories are in there but um, I feel like that's really that's really critical and um, any opportunity I mean I, I find a lot of people gift my music to um, 
uh, you know, to, to neighbours and uh, or grandparents who who have a faith, and their kids maybe and grandkids aren't in that situation, and they they encourage them to to listen to these songs. And I find it very interesting that there are parents out there who would say, "Look, I'm not really someone who has a, a faith, but I but I want my kids to have this." And, and experience it, and then they can make their mind up for themselves. And uh, that's a that's a wonderful opportunity, um, I, I think for you know for 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 everyone. The the crazy thing is now that uh, <laughs> whereas in the past you had to convince people to go out and buy an album, you know, like they just uh, that's that's not me. That's anyone. They'd have to go and get it, or they'd gift it, or somehow. Uh, whereas now. Or every musician's, you know, recording artist's music is in everyone's pocket uh, on on their um, on their phone apps. So uh, so now you're sort of convincing people, hey, why don't you put your hand in the pocket and pull out that and play some of these songs, you know, for for your kids, um, and uh, yeah, just go on the adventure. It doesn't do your uh, lining your pocket any good to to say to people they can download a lot of these sorts of things for free. Uh, Clearly, you want people to buy your album, but you're absolutely right. And now parents have this opportunity to be able to make this music a part of their children's journey, their children's faith journey. Sometimes it takes that encouragement to the parent to say, this is a part of a parent's job to make sure that we are equipping our kids along the progress of a spiritual journey. And I know you're typically talking to the kids, but you know, talk to the parents here for a moment uh, if, you're, uh, if you're able to uh, just give some encouragement here, Colin, because parents uh, can't miss this opportunity. You only get your kids at a young age for a certain time, and, uh, mm. and so we've got to take advantage of the opportunity to use whatever resources we can get our hands on. Yeah, absolutely, and that's um, it's a very tender time, and it's a very precious time, and uh, and it, it's clearly so formative, and um, and I just love look, I, I I was doing a gig in Canberra, and one of the helpers who was probably about nineteen or twenty years old, um, who she was helping with the um, running the gig, I'd not met her before, and. Um, and afterwards, we were having a chat, and and they wanted to get some photos together. And she said, "Oh, look, the songs have been really important to me. And um, in fact, and we're this this gig took place in a school, Christian school. She said, I I, I had some hard times when I was in um, yeah, just early high school, and I used to go over just behind the building over there, and I would sing, be strong and courageous to myself, yeah. <laughs> out loud." And uh, that's one of my songs, Be Strong and Courageous, The Lord of the Ages Holds All His Little Ones Safe by His Side. And, um, and it's, you know, Jesus has conquered all the woes and the foes of this world. And, um, you know, the, the heritage that can happen in a child's life, they don't, um, their faith is just as big and as real, and Jesus commends it, um, you know, as, as authentic. And um, he loves that children were praising him when he entered Jerusalem and he thought it made a fool of the so-called religious leaders because he was uh, delighted by the praise of little ones and he welcomed them. And I think parents, um, you know, I, I guess in a sense, Jesus' challenge too was to be like a little one in, our, in terms of our faith. And again, that just, I think, means authenticity and trust and humility and and realizing your vulnerability and uh, casting that 
before God. So uh, it is a very short time. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, my, my, my little boy, my little firstborn, he's 30. Bam! <laughs> All of a sudden they're grown up. Yeah. That's right. And he's carrying, you know, and he's carrying those truths. He's carrying, you know, uh, everything that, you know, we taught him is carried with him. And, and look, I, I love, too, that uh, a little like a jumper that's too big that Granny knitted for you, sometimes the truths of a song might just sort of, you know, the arms might be a little long and it might be a bit, you know. But truths are something you can grow into and um, and you can learn a truth in your mind even as a child you know and then over time uh that truth can just blossom and it might be even as a teenager this little song that mum used to or dad used to sing to you uh, going to bed is a song that brings you genuine comfort in you know the difficulties of teen years i know someone who's saying remember the lord can you imagine this he was training at the officer's training um, is it is it Duntree in um, Canberra? Yeah, in, mm. in Canberra, and uh, he found it very difficult, very challenging. And he was polishing a tap that was one of the the, the like spend hours. I want to see my reflection in it. That was one of the disciplines that happened. And he was singing, "If you stub your toe and you get out of bed and you slip in the shower and you knock your head, if you miss your brekkie and your bike tires flat, the dog eats your lunch and you step on the cat." Remember the Lord, oh, remember that he is in control. Remember the Lord, oh, what's he doing? He's watching his children, he cares, oh, remember the Lord, oh, oh, da 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 Fabulous stuff. Colin, we have run out of time. And I do want to encourage listeners to get a hold of, you know, there might be all sorts of those 27 albums that you have produced over all these years. Uh, The latest one we are talking about may be the one that listeners might want to get a hold of today. The Old Testament sing-along. I mentioned there's a New Testament sing-along. There's 27 children's albums. And... And how do you uh, how do you encourage people to get a hold of your music, uh, Colin? Is there a particular outlet that uh, that uh, that you point people to? Well, I have a website uh, which is colinbuchanan.com.au, and actually we have a bit of a super duper pre Christmas special going on there. Not not to sound too much like. Uh, uh, Joe the Gadget Man from Knockin' Kirby's um, uh, selling milkshake makers. But um, uh, that that's happening at the moment on the website. Or you can just go to Christian Retailer. Um, you know, Kurong are great mates of mine and they, uh, they've been a great support over many years and uh, all my albums are at Kurong as well. And it's on, you know, your Spotify streaming and your Apple Music as well. So uh, right. YouTube and so forth. Okay, lots of outlets, but you might like to check out colinbuchanan.com.au. Uh, Colin, just great getting your thoughts, your insights, and thanks so much for singing a few songs for us as well. It's just been a pleasure having you on 2020. Let's do this again on another day, but uh, the Lord's blessing on you. Thanks so much for taking time to share your thoughts and heart with our listeners today on 2020. Oh, thank you so much, Neil, for your wonderful questions and every blessing to all the precious Vision Radio listeners across Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.